You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. For the season previews this season, every day I'm going to do a topic and then preview one of the American League and then one National League team for fantasy purposes. In today's episode, means we're going to look at batting average and how to address that category before we head to Chicago for a White Sox, then a Cubs preview. So let's talk about batting average. And last season, Major League teams hit an, a 245. And how does that compare to previous years? Well, as recently as 2019, so the year before, it was 252. So that's a pretty big drop in one season. 2018, it was 248. So strangely enough, it had gone up. Uh, 2017, 255. 2016, 255. 2015, 254. 2010, 257. Okay, so you have some idea where batting average has been hovering. Well, 2000, it was 270. So on the long term, that batting average has been going down. I mean, going from 270 down to 245 is uh, pretty dramatic. It just happens that it took 20 years uh, to get there. Now, um, how does this affect your fantasy uh, team and, and valuing players? Well, it suddenly becomes a lot harder to tank batting average um, because if everybody is comfortable swinging and missing and not as concerned with putting the ball in play to, to try and get a hit, then the guy who hits 230 is only a little bit of a liability in that category. It's not necessarily a deal breaker anymore. Sure, the guys who come in around the Mendoza line, you know, hitting hitting 198, well, that's still a problem. Uh, but the group of players whose batting average is going to wreck your team is, is getting smaller, uh, especially if you only limit yourself to one uh, and, you know, you make that trade-off maybe to get more home runs in, in the later rounds. Sure, you, you can make that work and, and it doesn't have to totally ruin your team. But you definitely have... Uh, a little more room to, to do that when batting averages across the league are going down. Now, so who are some of the players that you could target uh, to help you uh, in batting average? Now, these are obviously best guesses uh, based on their recent production. Like before last season, Christian Yelich would have been an obvious target. He'd won back-to-back National League batting titles, you know, but then he hit 205 in 2020. So, you know, we're looking at probabilities here, not guarantees. Uh, and obviously, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, we're not going to overrate uh, the results of the 2020 season. It was a shortened season, unusual circumstances. Uh, we're not going to, uh, you know, blow up a player based on uh, a poor 2020. Uh, at the same time, if a player was really great in 2020, uh, we're not going to be all in uh, based on how they did for a couple of months. So now, here are some players that uh, have had high batting averages over the past couple of seasons since 2018. And... You know, you can see where there's value to be had. And the highest batting average among qualified hitters since 2018 is Jeff McNeil of the Mets, third baseman, hitting 319. And so, you know, when it comes, you know, time to add somebody like Jeff McNeil, you're kind of mid to, to later rounds, probably middle rounds. Um, but he can definitely help you in that, in that specific category. Now, uh, one of the things is that the guys who uh, put up a big batting average, they're also guys who... Uh, 
hit otherwise. They give you power and they and they might steal bases. And, and so they're highly rated players to begin with. So, you know, Mookie Betts hitting 314 since 2018. DJ LeMahieu 312. Anthony Rendon 310. We don't need to target those guys for batting average. They're just going to naturally give you a high batting average as part of the total package uh, that you're drafting in the first round or the second round. Uh, they're going to go really high in your draft. So you're not so much targeting those guys. Now, somebody like Michael Brantley, uh, you might be able to take later because he doesn't hit for a, uh, much power, uh, but he is hitting 309 uh, since 2018. And you know, if you're looking to fill out a slot in, in your uh, in your outfield, uh, and and the option is a guy who who might hit 309 for you, well, then that's uh, that's worth a look at Michael Brantley. Uh, you know, Christian Yelich and Freddie Freeman are two more guys who are probably going to go uh, relatively early. So again, you're not going to target them for batting average, but for the past three seasons, they're hitting 308, both of them. And so uh, there's value there. Now, uh, a couple of guys who have had high batting averages, but you know, you might want to be wary of Charlie Blackman as uh, 302 uh, over that time, but uh, struggled last season. Uh, so did JD Martinez of uh, the, uh, the Boston Red Sox is 301. Now they could bounce back this year. Like we said, we're not going to overrate uh, the results of 2020. Uh, but if Blackman and, and Martinez, if that decline continues, maybe they, they aren't the ones to save your batting average. Um, Justin Turner of the Dodgers, 301 hitter over the past three seasons. Uh, and, you know, given Turner's other contributions, he, he's going to have fantasy value. Uh, but that batting average is an important part of it. Uh, Boston's Xander Bogarts hitting 300 over that time. Whit Merrifield of Kansas City hitting 300. Those are a couple of guys who are probably going to have significant fantasy value anyway, but the batting average is is part of that package. Uh, now, Nolan Arenado is an interesting one. Um, 299 over the past three seasons. Uh, not not as good in 2020, uh, but the, the real question, I guess, is uh, how much does moving to St. Louis affect him compared to hitting in Colorado? It's, you know, for most players, that's a, a significant drop-off when you, when you lose out on having half your games at uh, Coors Field. Uh, but it's not impossible uh, to keep hitting uh, at a high level. Ask DJ LeMahieu. He's, he's hit just as well, uh, in fact, even better uh, with the New York Yankees than he did when he was in Colorado. Uh, but that's, that's not something to be assumed. I, I think uh, if I had to guess, I would guess that Arenado's production goes down uh, in St. Louis. Uh, Mike Trout. Uh, hitting 298. You should definitely target Mike Trout uh, to help your batting average <laughs> and your home runs and your RBIs and your runs scored. Uh, and same goes for Juan Soto. Uh, hitting 295 uh, over the past three seasons. He hit 351 last year. Uh, so that's part of the reason that guys like uh, Trout and Soto uh, and Betts are, are all so high uh, in terms of overall fantasy value because in addition to filling all those other categories, uh, you know, they have some of the highest batting averages uh, year in and year out as well. At the same time, uh, look at who, who are the players who could kill your batting average. Uh, probably the leading candidate is Joey Gallo. Uh, and you know this when you make the trade-off. You decide, well, I want the 40 home runs from Joey Gallo. Over the past three seasons, he's hitting 213. And, you know, at some point that, that might be worth it for you. Uh, you have to decide uh, when in your draft it's, it's okay to uh, kind of make that decision. Uh couple of guys who probably aren't going to draw much fantasy interest, Dexter Fowler, Travis Shaw. They hit 218 and 219 over the past three seasons. Uh, Rugnet Odor uh, of Texas, the second baseman. He's an interesting one because sometimes his average is just absolutely abysmal. Uh, and other times he, he might hit you 250. But over the past three seasons, it's 220. 
he may still get you 30 home runs, which as a second baseman, there's there's some value in that. Uh, but uh, if and if he does it while hitting 220, you might be able to live with it. If he does it while hitting you know 180 or 190, maybe not. Uh, so that's uh, all part of the calculation. Cole Calhoun talked about him uh, on the Diamondbacks preview. You know the trade-off you're making with Calhoun is he's got legitimate power, uh, but he's also hitting 221 over the past three seasons. Boston Red Sox outfielder Hunter Renfro hitting 222 over the past three seasons. And you're making the same kind of trade-off uh, with Hunter Renfro, uh, a guy who you know, he hit 156 last season, but has real power. He hit 33 home runs the year before. And so uh, if you, you know, want that you know, 30 home run power, Maybe later in your draft, you, you decide to, to take a risk on the guy who, who doesn't have a, a real workable batting average. Uh, some other low batting average players, Kevin Kiermeyer is 222. Uh, not a great fantasy player. He's obviously much more valuable in, in real baseball because of his defense. Uh, Jimer Candelario uh, of Detroit is hitting 230 over the past three seasons, although he hit better last season. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be terribly uh, concerned about Candelario. Uh, damaging your batting average. I think he could he could at least get you up to around league average. Uh, Kyle Seager uh, is two thirty one over the past three seasons, and you know as he's getting older, uh, I'd have kind of less faith in his batting average uh, being okay. Uh, Chris Davis, uh, the, the guy who used to always hit two forty seven, uh, has hit two thirty two over the past three seasons, and uh, you know Davis is still a you know a viable source of power, uh, but. He's also not the guaranteed 40 home runs that he was uh, during his best seasons either. A uh, few guys at uh, 233, Scott Kingery, Todd Frazier, guys who aren't going to have huge fantasy appeal, Orlando Arcia as well. Uh, and then there's Kyle Schwarber, uh, the former Cub uh, who's gone to Washington. He's at 235 over the past three seasons. And Schwarber is the the prototype kind of player who you know that trade-off you're making. You, that you'll, you'll take the power. Uh, hope that you can get 30 home runs and, you know, maybe he'll drive in enough runs uh, to help you too. Uh, but you know that you're you're going to sacrifice on batting average. Uh, and that that's the case with Schwarber, Hunter Renfro, Cole Calhoun, uh, and maybe the patron saint of them all, Joey Gallo. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they have six new flavors. They've got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And they're healthy, covered in dark chocolate, and really easy to eat. And look, when I, uh, I needed to start at an outdoor boot camp uh, to help, help drop some LBs, but I leaned right into it using Built Bar as part of my post-workout routine. Help gives my muscles the protein boost they need. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON20. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's it. Use promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Enjoy the best protein bar on the planet. We're covering everything you need to know about fantasy baseball. What about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, so let's look at the Chicago White Sox. And they have the reigning American League MVP, first baseman Jose Abreu. Now, Abreu is consistently good for 30 home runs, 100 plus RBIs. But last season, it was different. Uh, if you prorated his 60-game numbers over a 162-game season, Abreu would have been looking at 52 home runs, 162 RBIs, 116 runs scored while hitting 317. Yeah, that, those sound like MVP numbers, don't they? Uh, now, he, he may not give you those again, uh, and certainly not over a full season, but uh, if you look at Abreu's 
you know, regular numbers, the, the 30 home runs, 100 plus RBIs, uh, that, that alone uh, will give him value. You're not going to necessarily have to jump early, early, maybe not first round uh, kind of early, but, you know, third, fourth round when you, uh, you if you want a real legit uh, power option at first base, Abreu will be there. Uh, catcher, Yasmani Grandal. Uh, now his average isn't great. He's hitting 240 for his career. And as we mentioned, though, you know, if the league average is 245, hitting 240 is not uh, a huge, a huge sacrifice. Uh, but Grandal last season would have, would have been on pace for his fifth straight season of at least 20 home runs. And so uh, catcher is a bit of a wasteland offensively. So if you can find one uh, who can hit and Grandal, A, he can hit, uh, but B, he also plays a lot. And if you get guys who can uh, get you a lot of opportunity uh, and you know if they have playing time uh, they have a chance to to kind of accumulate stats uh, you know they get you runs they get you more RBIs just because they're in the lineup more often uh, outfielder Eloy Jimenez uh, the 24 year old has 45 home runs and 730 career plate appearances uh, it doesn't require a whole lot of projection uh, to envision a time with him hitting 40 home runs in a season and that season could be this year um, and if not, uh, you can certainly expect 30-plus uh, out of Jimenez, and, and so that becomes uh, a pretty valuable uh, commodity. Luis Robert is also you know, valuable uh, already, but also has huge potential uh, for the future. Now, Robert uh, dramatically slumped uh, in September, but uh, he's a good bet uh, to go 2020, yeah, even this season. Uh, if things kind of break right and there, there's no long, long slumps, you know, maybe he gets to 30-30. Uh, he has that kind of talent. Uh, third baseman, Yoan Mankata, who had a breakthrough season in 2019, uh, struggled in 2020, uh, but maybe that gives him a chance to be a bit of a value play in 2021 uh, if those 2020 results get, uh, you know, overvalued uh, in your draft. Um, but, you know, Mankata would have to bounce back. If he if he hits like he did last season, that, uh, that obviously won't hold as much appeal. Uh, and shortstop, Tim Anderson, uh, who was... Mostly mediocre in his first three uh, major league seasons, but in the past two seasons, he's hitting 331. Uh, and with power and speed, he, he has a chance to be a 2020 guy. Uh, so if he does that with that kind of batting average, uh, Tim Anderson uh, can be a real difference maker. And so you go through kind of that, that tier of, uh, of White Sox players, and, and there's a lot of potential. Uh, and you have to expect that at least some of them are going to hit it. Uh, now, I wouldn't necessarily expect all of them uh, to, to hit it, uh, and all be stars, but, uh, you know, a good portion of them could be if, if you said, uh, Jimenez, Robert and, and Mancata, uh, we're all gonna, you know, either break through or bounce back and, and be stars in, in 2021. That's, that's hardly an unreasonable position to take. Uh, moving a little further down the draft board, second baseman, Nick Madrigal, who hit 340 as a rookie, but a couple of things on that. Uh, he won't hit like that over a full season. Uh, and it was a soft 340. He slugged 369. I mean, that you talk about slap hitters. Um, at the same time, he could be worth a look as a, a late round middle infielder. Uh, and you know, maybe maybe he'll steal some bases. He he had, he had some uh, track record of being able to steal bases in the minors. And if he could do that uh, and help your batting average, then maybe that's worth it. You know, as we talked about off the top, if the league wide batting average is is 245. Uh, a second baseman who hits 300 uh, maybe doesn't have to give you a whole lot more in, in the other categories. You know, maybe he doesn't have to have a whole bunch of power or steal a ton of bases uh, because the the value is, is him, th- him hitting that, that much higher than league average. 
uh, veteran outfielder, Adam Eaton, uh, 32 years old. Wasn't uh, very good last season, but uh, pretty productive in 2019. If he plays every day, he's the kind of guy who might get you 15 home runs and 15 steals in, in a best-case scenario, and that you know that's not you know the flashiest uh, outcome for, uh, for a fantasy player, but uh, when you're looking to kind of fill out your outfield, uh, you still have room for a guy like Adam Eaton at, at the kind of back end of it. Uh, then we start to head to the bench where, um, you know, there's Zach Collins is a 26 year old who's been able to hit in the minors, but, uh, hasn't really done much in his first few stints in the majors. Uh, and maybe the real, you know, wild card that, that could take off for them is first baseman Andrew Vaughn, who was the third overall pick in 2019. Um, if, and when he's ready to play could add a real jolt to the, the White Sox lineup. Uh, he played 55 games in, in the minors in 2019 after the draft, you know, mostly in, in varying levels of A-ball, uh, and hit 278 with an 832 OPS. Uh, and so, you know, there's there's real promise there. Uh, it's just a matter of how soon uh, the White Sox decide that they, they need Andrew Vaughn. Uh, you know, it might be might be best for him to start in the minors, uh, and if he proves that he can handle that at a higher level, uh, then you you bring him up because. Uh, obviously, this White Sox team has high expectations coming into the season, um, but if Vaughn uh, is you know capable of being a real impact bat for them, well, then the expectations get even higher. Uh, so now let's look at the White Sox pitching staff, and it starts uh, with Lance Lynn, uh, who's a workhorse uh, who is sixth and fifth in uh, American League Cy Young voting the past two seasons, uh, probably a good number two fantasy starter. Uh, as long as he's pitching at that level, sometimes uh, his ERA, uh, you know, runs a little high uh, for for kind of elite fantasy pitcher uh, status. But overall, uh, between the strikeouts and and usually a, a very workable uh, whip, uh, Lance Lynn uh, can be can be quite valuable. Also, Lucas Giolito. Um, now his performance has kind of been right there with Lynn uh, the past couple of seasons, uh, but. Given where they are in their respective careers, you know, Lynn in his 30s and Giolito in his uh, in his you know mid to late 20s, uh, that makes Giolito probably more appealing uh, for 2021. Uh, then a little further down is Dallas Keuchel, uh, who is at risk of being overrated this year because you know he had a 1.99 ERA last season, uh, but if you know he also struck out six batters per nine innings, which is pretty low, uh, so. He's an effective starter, well worth having on a fantasy team, uh, but uh, also not worth taking over, uh, you know, legitimate stars who, who are going to give you strikeouts. Uh, don't get don't get seduced by that 1.99 ERA. Now, if you're looking, you know, for a closer, you may not be a better option this year than Liam Hendricks, uh, who was the top free agent closer uh, coming out of Oakland. In 99 games over the past two seasons, Hendricks has saved 39, has a 1.79 ERA, 0.90 whip, 13.1 strikeouts per nine. On a contending team like the White Sox, he should put up great numbers. There's you know no reason to think he won't, uh, but it's also a closer, and all it can take is a couple of weeks of, of things going sideways for, for that to be uh, completely blown out of the water. Uh, then we get to kind of sleepers, dark horses, uh, in the White Sox pitching staff. There's Dylan Cease, uh, who's shown some promise in his first couple of seasons, but he also, his walk rate is a problem. Uh, And to the point that he's probably, you avoid him on draft day. Uh, If he shows that his walks are are under control, uh, maybe it's worth grabbing him off the waiver wire. But uh, I'd I'd be wary of of grabbing uh, 
cease to to this point on, in his career because he just hasn't been able to, uh, you know, last last season it was 5.2 walks per nine. That's much too high. Uh, then there's Michael Kopech um, coming back from Tommy John surgery. You know, he was throwing 100 miles per hour before. Um, if he's healthy, it uh, could be a, a good sleeper, but uh, probably need some indication in spring training that he's he's totally ready to go. Um, and you know, kind of when, whenever you find find out kind of health status on on him, then maybe that helps determine uh, whether it's worth taking him or you know just keeping an eye on him for waivers. Also, uh, Carlos Rodon, also coming back from Tommy John surgery, he got rocked in a few appearances last season, uh, but you know he's one to keep an eye on for the waiver wire. He was kind of on his way to becoming a, uh, an average-ish major league starter uh, before he got sidelined with injury uh, and. You know, if he gets back to that, uh, being an average major league starter on a really strong team like like the White Sox look like they could be, um, could have some value. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. The NBA, college basketball, the NHL are in full swing. Major League Baseball, that's coming too. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Fantasy Baseball Addicts, you now have a new resource to help you get an advantage in your leagues. Locked on Fantasy Baseball. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast. I'm going to use data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer strategies and waiver wire pickups to lead your league in wins. Season-long fantasy, dynasty leagues, DFS, Locked On Fantasy Baseball has it all. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts. So we've talked batting average. We've talked the Chicago White Sox. Let's move across town to see the Chicago Cubs. Cubs are maybe not quite as committed to winning this season as the White Sox are, but they do have some talent on this team, so don't ignore them altogether. Start with third baseman Chris Bryant, who had a disaster of a season in 2020, but he's just 29 years old. There's no way that he's done at this point in his career. And he's had too many good years before uh, last season to not expect uh, a recovery. Same goes for first baseman Anthony Rizzo. He still had home run power in 2020, but he also hit 222, which was rather unusual. Uh, like Bryant, uh, you can probably expect Rizzo to bounce back uh, based on his you know, previous track record. But because of their, you know, both of them, they're, they're star players, but they also, because they struggled in 2020, you might be able to get a little bit of value uh, on them in 2021. You don't have to take them quite as early. Probably same goes for shortstop Javi Baez, uh, who was amazing in 2018 and 2019, struggled in 2020 uh, in, the, in the same way that the other two, uh, you might expect them to bounce back. And they, have, they do have a longer track record than Baez even, uh, but you know, Baez with his high ceiling uh, still makes it worth uh, taking him relatively early. Uh, then their center fielder, Ian Happ, uh, who has played 115 games over the past two seasons. The, the, the Cubs sort of exiled him in 2019. But in 115 games over the past two seasons, he's hit 23 home runs, has an 879 OPS. You know, they're going to put him at the top of the order. Uh, there's a pretty good chance that Happ uh, will be a productive hitter. Uh, left fielder Jock Peterson coming over from the Dodgers. He's had six major league seasons. In four of those seasons, he's hit at least 25 home runs. He's also had three seasons with a batting average under 215. Uh, so there is a, this is the kind of trade-off we talked about off the top. With uh, You want to take a guy who's going to give you that home run power? 
in some cases, you may have to sacrifice uh, on batting average, and that's at least some of the risk that comes with Jock Peterson. Uh, catcher Wilson Contreras, who was great in 2019, and like many of his teammates, not so great in 2020. Um, but, you know, if we're not going to overrate the results of 2020, uh, the, the Cubs might be exactly the team to be targeting uh, in 2021. Uh, and strange, because the, the team itself is uh, not showing any, any great interest in, in being a contender in 2021, uh, but they might be able to if you just have uh, some of these star players bounce back. And between Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez and Wilson Contreras, you get a couple of those guys bounce back to their previous level. Well, that, that's a big difference uh, in their results. Uh, veteran right fielder Jason Hayward. You know, while so many of the Cubs had down seasons in 2020, Hayward uh, had his best season since his rookie year of 2010. Uh, and you know, he's, he's great at getting on base. If your league is an on-base uh, uh, category as opposed to batting average, well, that, that makes Jason Hayward suddenly a, a much more viable fantasy option. Uh, otherwise, you know, his batting average is, is only okay, uh, and he doesn't hit for as much power as you might like. Um, he ends up being the kind of guy you find on the waiver wire to, to help you uh, get through a rough patch, uh, either with injuries or, or a player who's not performing. Uh, let's move to second base with Nico Horner. And I don't know whether Horner's going to hit well enough to be um, you know, really valuable for fantasy managers. He hit for a decent average in the minors. He hit 284 at double A, but not much power, if, if any. Uh, and he could maybe steal a few bases, but you know, that's, that's low-end kind of fantasy appeal for Nico Horner. Uh, infielder David Bote um, has 711 career plate appearances, has 24 home runs and 10 stolen bases in that time. You know, makes him you know potentially an adequate short-term fill-in. He did uh, at times for Bryant last season at third base. Um, now is is Bote capable of more with uh, consistent playing time? Uh, perhaps, uh, but we just don't know whether or not he's he's even going to have that opportunity with this year's Cubs. Now to the pitchers. Uh, and this might be the area where uh, the Cubs' shortcomings are, are exposed. Uh, and having said that, you know, the ace of their staff is Kyle Hendricks, uh, who is legit. Uh, he's been a consistent performer year after year, uh, but he has low strikeout rates. And so as consistent as Hendricks' results are, uh, that low strikeout rate tends to keep him as like a third or fourth starter on your fantasy team. Uh, Zach Davies, uh, who they got in the U Darvish deal, uh, had what looked like a breakout season in 2020, higher strikeout rates and definitely the best results of his career, but also it's a small sample. Uh, if, if you get that Zach Davies over a full season, well, you know, the Cubs would be thrilled, uh, but uh, I don't know that we can count on, on that based on two, two good months in, in 2020. Uh, and those are, those are the top two in the, in the rotation. It gets a little iffy after that. Uh, Alec Mills, uh, flashed some potential last year. He no-hit Milwaukee, uh, but hasn't had enough consistency to really uh, want him in your fantasy draft this year. Jake Arrieta, um, his last two years in Philadelphia were a mess. He had a 4.75 ERA, 1.48 whip. And you can hope that, that he can get back to some of his previous form with the Cubs, but uh, at this stage of his career, I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, Trevor Williams, the former Pirate, has low strikeout rates. He did have a really good year in 2018, enough, enough that he'd be fantasy uh, viable, uh, but uh, he, he'd have to hope that he can turn the clock back there because 2019, 2020 uh, were both very rough. Um, so it, the the pitching staff is definitely the area of, of concern for the Cubs. Uh, the, they're going to need 
some real question marks uh, to come through. And, you know, if uh, Hendricks gives you what he always gives you, then that's great. And Davies, if he manages to live up to his 2020 season, then that that's terrific. Uh, but between Mills and Arietta and Trevor Williams, uh, the, there could be some trouble uh, in that back half of the, uh, the rotation. Uh, then there's reliever, Craig Kimbrell. Has 348 career saves. Still strikes people out at a high rate, but his walk rate is the issue. He had seven walks per nine last season, and you know you can't hold on to a closer's role walking seven batters per nine innings. You know if he could cut that then in half, like he did in his best years with Atlanta, Kimbrel would be a premier closer. Uh, as it is, he's still worth grabbing because he's going to get opportunities for saves, uh, but there's a whole lot more risk uh, when you do that now because if you know if we're a few weeks into the season and he still can't uh, avoid walks and and maybe he's blowing saves you know there's a chance that they uh, look for someone else and and the cubs as it is have you know a bunch of guys who are going to be battling for opportunities in the late innings rowan wick uh, should be in a setup role he's currently battling his way back from from oblique surgery Uh, but there's ryan tapera jason adam brandon workman um, andrew chafin all those guys are in the late inning mix if kimbrell you know falters, then you've got, the, those are the guys who are going to be kind of in line uh, for the closers role. Uh, and so, you know, I guess when you, when you start going through the pitching staff, you see where this season could go awry for the Cubs. But when you look at that lineup uh, and look at guys who, who struggled in 2020, uh, you could see uh, significantly better results in 2021. So send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to fire off an email, send it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. That'll do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with more stats and more team previews. Uh, And check out Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Find these podcasts, subscribe, drop in a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked on Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.